0: Welcome to the Arrowsphere on Air podcast. This podcast is for anyone in the IT industry who wants to understand more about what's going on and hear from views and opinions from Arrow and our partners. This, you could be an MSP, a CSP, an ISV. We will talk through areas and subjects that we find interesting and, and talk about the interactions that we're having. With that in mind, I'd like to welcome James Marshall. Hey, James.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Yeah, good, good, good. So, James, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, and, and you know, I've I've known you for a long time. Just so the listeners are aware, uh, James actually secured my job at Arrow some five years ago. So, I've I've known James um, coming up to seven, eight years now. But uh, yeah, it'd be great to hear a little bit about you, James.
1: Yeah, no worries. I mean, I, it feels like such a long time, right? I've been at Microsoft thirteen years this year. Uh, and at the moment, I'm S sales lead for our Azure business. Uh, so, I work very closely with our partners uh, on how they can take the great stuff that Azure offers uh, out to our managed customers. Uh, and I've been doing that for three years. But like I said, I've been around a little while before that in the partner world. And um, really excited to talk to you. But you know what? What kind of gets me out of bed is is how much opportunity there is right for Azure um and and how partners can kind of capitalize on that and and make phenomenally successful businesses so um i will talk the hind leg of a donkey <laughs> very much very happily
0: about that oh absolutely but but before we dive uh dive into it james it would be you know just to i i've just had breakfast um it's it's a monday morning but why is there anything over the weekend that you did from a food perspective? I'm always thinking about food. My brain is always on food. Is there anything that you did this weekend or any good recipes you have?
1: Uh, so, I mean, I wish I had breakfast. I don't, I'm not a breakfast man. Uh, okay. Nor, nor, normally. Uh, in fact, my breakfast is a can of Diet Coke this morning, oh, wow. um, which is probably less said about that, the better. But the weekend, <laughs> no, we made, we made, we made some pizzas. Like I'm a big fan of barbecue and pizza. I have a pizza oven. Uh, and so, you, we've done about five or six barbecues this year already i think nice. it was time to crack out the pizza oven and give that um give that a stretch uh, and my girls made made that you know chose their toppings and had a lot of fun it's just a bit different to uh to barbecue no, but I, I could eat yeah. pizza all day
0: yeah it's one of those comfort foods isn't it it's just it's just really easy i also um love pizza but i had a barbecue this week i've got a a, a three ingredient uh base for chicken uh that i do on the barbecue and it's it's really simple um one of my friends told me about it but it's um soy sauce uh ketchup equal parts and then uh thai sweet chili uh double the amount and it just creates a really nice base and you keep basing it as yeah, the chicken's yeah. cooking on the barbecue but yeah I, i've got to invest in one of those pizza ovens i keep putting it off
1: but you've got you've got to do it it's so easy and you know there's nothing better than like a classic pepperoni or something like that like no, you've yeah. done on the pizza oven it's it's yeah It like you could just cook it in the oven right let's let's not yeah yeah let's, <laughs> let's be honest not, you, you let's be you honest yeah but yeah. there's something nice about knowing that you've done it yourself on the pizza oven in the garden you've enjoyed the sun got a beer it's a good feeling oh absolutely absolutely
0: so let, let's jump into it James and, and you kind of caveat uh, talk through it a little bit on, on your intro there as I speak to lots of partners, as I'm sure you do, and we probably speak to the, uh, a lot of similar partners as well in, in that ecosystem um, that Microsoft have. But one thing that comes up quite often is you know, the opportunity and oh, we, we, we do hosting in Azure, and I talked about it in an earlier podcast, this people move from an on-premise environment into, into public cloud, into Azure, and then there's, from a customer perspective, there's this lift and drift motion where they just migrate everything that was previously there. And and it's not a very good experience. And suddenly the cost spiral and, and people are, are worried and put off by um, Azure. You know, from from your perspective, how do partners, you know, work through this? What are you seeing that's working well in the channel? Um, you know, just just, It'd be really good to hear from your perspective on that because i i hear it a lot from partners uh, from their own customers and and sometimes there's a sweeping up exercise of of pe- what's happened previously and trying to change that mantra mindset
1: yeah i mean somebody described it once if you're just doing like a lift and shift migration uh i t- it, make, it makes me chuckle but like your mess for less right like it's the you're same mess stuff for less. yeah just hosted somewhere else you know, and it's, it's, like, it's like moving house. Everyone in, you know, if you're fortunate enough that you've got a house to the loft, chances are you've probably filled it with rubbish over the years. And when it comes to moving, you've got that choice of I can either just take everything out of the loft, pretend it's not there, and put it back in the new loft of wherever I'm going. Uh, or, you know, I could tackle it, figure out what I truly need, get rid of the stuff I don't, you know, optimize. Maybe I don't need all of those thousands of family photos physically. I could digitize them. You can imagine, right? The scenarios. Yes. And then you could go to your lovely new place with just the stuff you need in just the way that you need it. Wouldn't that be lovely? And it's hard, right? Like, no one, I, I can't, I dread the thought of, t- of, t- of sorting out all the stuff that's in my loft. But when it comes to, you know, Azure migrations, it's a similar thing, right? Like, it's not a perfect analogy, but. You know, we all accrue technical legacy and debt over the years. Any business that's got, you know, a footprint digitally, some server or backup or application or something, you know, they run it for years and years and years. And when it comes to moving that in the cloud, like you could just take the snapshot, migrate it, run it in the cloud and carry on. And you'd be all right. And you might get some cost benefit. You might get some performance benefit. But the real magic comes uh, especially if you're a partner in all of this is doing the sifting and sorting and figuring out actually this is the stuff you really need to run or this is the the data you really need to keep and we can not only we can we can migrate you in place so there's very little disruption but we can also probably get you a little bit more modernized a little bit more optimized so that you are perhaps more secure or you know you know in more control of your costs or better able to take advantage of newer technologies because you know let's face it we're we're surrounded by this relentless innovation uh in the industry everyone's very excited at the moment around things like the the leaps forward in ai technology that kind of thing you can't take advantage of that unless you are doing something about all of that technical uh uh, legacy and debt sounds like a bad thing that technical existence that you already have so yeah it's it's a journey i think as i say partners have got a really important role to play there because it's not just about hitting my great watching it complete and then you know billing the customer you're then going to look at that next piece of just how do you modernize it and get it you know further along the line yeah
0: no it's, it's, it's a really good point and it it's an evolution it's not a um you know and i think this is where and partners, resellers, wh- whatever you want to call them, have got to transition their business to being away from this. Oh, okay, well, it's just, you know, we're waiting from that. Um, it sits there and it builds monthly. It needs to be proactive in approach uh, to how, uh, and, and be a true MSP in that regard. But yeah, you, you're 100% right, James. And there is so much going on. You, you mentioned, you know, open AI and the capability that's going on there. Um, and and that's going to feed into some of the product sets that sit within Microsoft. But there is there's an abundance that customers and and partners can work within Azure. But I guess that that first bit that leap is is making sure that the the ground is done and you know it, it's running as it is and maybe using DevOps frameworks to to make sure that it's on the latest and greatest um, in terms of capability. But yeah, from your perspective, you know, what what should be the, the first kind of steps that a partner does?
1: I mean, there's there's so many jumping in jumping in, you know, points. I think probably the most common for a lot of partners who've got maybe existing customers that are maybe a little bit in the cloud, they've got some Microsoft three sixty five perhaps, or they're using some other SaaS solution for their, you know by posting i don't know that you can imagine right they've, they've they've done a little bit i think for a lot of resellers the the jumping off point for them is going to be offering out some kind of assessment you know how do we sure. figure out what you've got today non-destructively not you know in a very low commitment kind of way i mean microsoft offers funded assessments for example or azure migrate has some capability there there's lots of different kind of ways to approach that but i think understanding the customer's existing environment and then helping them understand where there might be some obvious optimizations that they could make uh, and some recommendations that they can put around that to give them that kind of mandate to be like okay yeah let's you know let's prove this out like let's do a little test a proof of concept or something but I think starting grounded in the reality of what the customer is using is is way better than where I see a lot of partners start. Which is, hey, I'm going to sit down in front of the Azure pricing calculator and I'm going to try and figure out how much something's going to cost. And you, like, like that's a thing, like you can do that. Sure. But the reality is if you don't truly know what it is you're trying to build or solve for, then the cost could be anything. Whereas actually doing the assessment and figuring out truly what that customer needs, you're going to be in a much better place. Uh, to to give them a more realistic understanding of, of kind of what's possible and then of course you know once you've got that and you've got that kind of customers like permission to kind of move forward and just test it like prove it out do that proof of concept or whatever like just you know use the the tooling and the offerings that microsoft has for example to keep you moving through that sales cycle uh, and each step of the way there's usually something there to help you help you move along the other way you could do it is rather than doing something bespoke per customer so doing that assessment and figuring all of that stuff out is figuring out hey what do we want to be known for like what are we good at as a partner like what do most of our customers need what's that kind of 80% fit how do we package that up so that we can sell it over and over and over again like a classic example that hosters have been doing for ages is vps right some storage networking database bit of you know compute power blah 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 all packaged up into a neat monthly price but how do you create the same packaged offering t-shirt sized pricing you know that you then get your sales teams really clear on the value that 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 offers and then go and sell that over and over again so You know, it's, you're not having to worry about what it costs each time and going into the pricing calculator and, and trying to like create this custom thing. Every time you've just got a standard card of offerings priced up, you know, you've used code to optimize the delivery of them, really easy to go and sell, or you could do both. Like it's not an and or like you could do the custom stuff and you could do the off the shelf stuff. I think minimizing the amount of time you're sat there scratching your head, wondering like how do i build this is good like you don't want to be spending your time doing that you want to be in the weeds of actually what the customers got or as i said selling more and more stuff off the off the car and then looking at how you upsell and, and cross off the back of it
0: no it, it makes a lot of sense and yeah it's about having that repeatability as you say t-shirt size off the shelf um, it's it's x amount of storage or it, this is how it's put together and and I guess click to run as well because that will that will save so much time.
1: You don't want your your people like time is money, right? And 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 people are a finite resource. You want them doing the highest value, most impactful work that they can do. The but being the very best they can be, helping delight customers and all the things that we want that drive great customer experience and higher margins and things like that. If you've got your technical people, especially opening up the Azure portal. And manually configuring a customer's, you know, landing zone and, and deployments from scratch every single time, like that's a complete waste of time. Like do it once, figure out how to do it, then write it up in code and automate it so that somebody doesn't have to do that again. And that frees up their time to then go and do the next thing to innovate and think about how they, you know, how could you evolve your offering to the next thing or the next thing. If you just sat there donkey work every time going into the portal, create resource, add it, typing everything in by hand. You know, you're 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 not optimizing for success I would say
0: I laugh but that that still does happen um, unfortunately yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're stuck doing this and it and like you say it's trivial work that could be written once and then just replicated um with automation so no
1: that, that, so I would just say sorry to jump in but yeah, no, no, get, absolutely. like if you're not if you're not someone who's comfortable with writing code or using you know, command line interfaces, I get that it can be a little bit nerve-wracking. And certainly, you know, in years gone by, when these things were much newer, and documentation was less good or whatever, I, I can understand why you might kind of put it on the back burner. But honestly, now, with developments in the languages and the technology, and especially the documentation, You'd be mad not to go and look at bicep and you know arm templates and all those kinds of things like that it's so straightforward to start getting your head around and it pays dividends in terms of the benefits it gives you down the line so if you've ever looked at it before and thought that seems a bit too rich for my blood i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to that later like go back to it now like go, go and have a look at it yeah no that's that's a good
0: thing so i i know there's there's a lot of opportunity out there for partners and even in and partners and resellers in their existing base. And it's just about having the questions, isn't it? And being a bit more transparent and having a, a view. I think the, the definition that we sometimes use internally is look, looking left and right. Um, you might be selling one thing into them m365 or uh, you might be working with them in a different area it's about having a broader and wider conversation on the possibility and i i don't know if there's anything you you'd add to that james
1: yeah i mean rarely is the opportunity that you are closing the only thing that can be done it might be the first thing or might be the most basic or the lowest hanging fruit whatever but it's it's rarely everything and I think a lot of partners, when I, you know, when I look at their businesses and what they do for for customers, they do the first thing and then they walk away. And, and they don't compensate their salespeople maybe, or they don't think about all of the other opportunity they're leaving on the table. Like, okay, you did the VM migration. Great. What else could there be? Like, what are they doing as far as security or backup or hybrid or remote working? How are they modernizing the thing you migrated? Like if they're running full fat Windows servers, running SQL server and a bunch of other middleware, like how could they make the pain of managing and patching and securing all of that easier by migrating to a platform service instead? Like there's so many different ways to go once you've got that initial footprint in the cloud. And I think that growth mentality at customer lifetime value you know mentality like it compounds through time if you're on board a customer billing a thousand dollars a month then you're going to get twelve thousand dollars a year right but if you can grow them through time maybe by one or two or three or four or even five six seven percent i'm just counting numbers right but like (laughs) you grow that monthly recurring revenue through time then that has that that compounding effect right like, like the the amount that they'll be worth to you versus the cost of sale you know once you've onboarded them adding a little bit more incrementally growing their footprint and helping them modernize a little bit further is much easier uh and also creates stickiness i'm sure you know folks listening to this have all experienced or seen how easy it can be for customers to move from one reseller to another especially on csp but demonstrating ongoing value like you're helping take a customer on a journey becoming that trusted advisor helping them see around the corner for what's next they're going to stay with you as well and that's that can only be a good thing obviously it's really important to keep adding customers we want them to keep doing that too that's that's a key uh opportunity there's tons of white space but the customers that you have got keeping them on that journey and thinking about what's next helps them as well like we hear loud and clear from our customers when we survey them They need partners to help them understand all this innovation. They know that it's goodness. They know there's stuff there that they can do. But CIOs, especially, sitting there scratching their heads thinking, I I don't know how to realize all of this potential. And I need a partner who is skilled and passionate about my industry to help me go on that journey. So I think if you're still in that mode of, you know, just project work to any customer with no real industry relevance or anything like that like you're not going to be as successful as if you start to talk in your customers language start to help them understand you know the 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 direction of travel and then like i said see around that corner to hey you know you're doing this thing today you could be doing it this way instead which opens up this opportunity to get more insights about your data maybe or to use some iot technology to optimize your operations whatever it might be right but if you're not providing that advice as the partner, some other partner who is, is probably going to come sniffing along at some point and probably take your customer with them.
0: Yeah, and it's that constant evolution. It's not standing still. You mentioned IoT there. That's an area that there's lots of ways that Arrow can also help it in that regard. Um, but that, that is an ever-changing industry. And, you know, subject matter expert is what is needed uh, to to make that successful. But like you say, if if you're not doing it, potentially someone else could be, Um, and it's about thinking and it's, I've kind of bring it in this direction anyway, but that's why it's important to work towards designations. Uh, So the Microsoft designations to stand out in some ways, it's getting specialization beyond that, Um, but really important that, you know, people are certified because that, that that is a badge of honor to show that you're competent in that area as a reseller, as a partner, and that you understand. And when a company, when a, a CIO or um, an IT manager looks at that uh, to work with that business, they, they're going to want to see that they've got referenceability. Um, and the only way you're going to get designations is if, if you're working with customers um, in that way as well. So that's a really important point to touch on. Oh. If there's anything
1: yeah I mean, it's it it has investing in designations and advanced specializations, or even you know Azure expert MSP and
0: of course has yeah.
1: so many benefits. internally, for you, it's a great investment in people, you know because you need to have like you sort of reference the the certifications. you need to be taking your people on that journey and giving them those recognized certifications, giving them that continuous professional development is enriching and it's and it's and it's great for those individuals it's not only great for their cvs as as people but it's great for your business because they're continuing to add value if they they only know what they knew when they joined your company and you never invest in that knowledge then knowledge inflation means they're effectively getting less valuable to you over time because they're not keeping abreast of the latest and greatest they're not staying with you know with the the curve of innovation so From a people perspective, it's great. People also like that. They like to feel invested in and and to be able to get those things. But then as you sort of said, publicly, these are really strong endorsements of your capabilities and customers look for them. Uh, So it's a great representation of your capabilities. And then lastly, I suppose, or not last exclusively lastly, but like the other thing I would mention is uh, it unlocks programs. Further down that road you go, the better you can demonstrate your capabilities, the more you can unlock in terms of investments from people like Microsoft. So if I think about, you know, our, um, uh, our uh, Azure Migrate and Modernize program, series of uh, funding and other bits and pieces together to help customers and partners move forward with Azure uh, opportunities. You can only access that if you're an advanced specialist partner, you know, so and and we know that that un- in turn unlocks bigger deals, bigger opportunities. Uh, you know, people tend to, to be able to tackle the, the the more complex things that way. So there's a real actual financial tangible benefit of having these. It's not just the people benefit or the badge you get to put on your website. It also unlocks programs and investments that can help you accelerate your business growth. So it's, it's across a number of factors. Um, and the great thing is, depending on how you look at it, the bar continues to rise it's not like everyone gets to be a silver or gold partner and therefore it's as as you know it's it's the same as nobody being a silver or gold partner like to get and maintain those specializations you know it shows that you're a committed partner on a really good journey delivering customer success you know that that's they, they are hard um badges to to get great right, to maintain but they 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 really mean something.
0: No, yeah, and you hit it. There's there's additional investment there, which is which is great when people reach it, and and it shows the the accolade of getting it, and and then about maintaining it as well. I think we've we've depicted a lot here, James, and there's definitely been some bits that have stuck out from my perspective on it, but. I think going back to what we initially talked about, it's about getting that foundation right. Wherever the customer is, it's about fixing a business problem. Um, And it's about being front footed on it, using the, the programs, the initiatives that are available from Microsoft, whether it be proof of concept or looking at how we can move that sales cycle along. But I think there's there's an abundance of stuff that is available, but it's I guess it's just from a from a partner perspective, and this is where Arrow fits in the equation. It's it's about us guiding you around. You know, we we do this day in day out on a on a larger scale with partners. Microsoft, you know, have multiple uh, tens of thousands of partners uh, in the UK and then broader when you go uh, globally as well. But it's about getting that foundational bit correct and adding business value to a partner, then then it's about optimizing and, and trying to make sure that it's on the best elements and uh, bringing um, that compound growth with it and always adding value and talking to your customer about, hey, have you thought about doing it this way? We know that there's issues in supply and demand on, on hardware. Let's look at doing this in Azure and this is how we can help.
1: Yeah, I, I th- it's the how we can help bit. I think is the is the, the the critical piece. You know, Microsoft only has so much that it can do directly, and we've obviously got, like you said, a huge network of partners, but relatively a small number of people to 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 drive that business at scale. We you know we'd need to employ like a million people, right, if we <laughs> wanted to go one to one with every partner, and that's not scalable. But you're absolutely right; those indirect providers arrow of course that's the that you you play this critical role where it's not just hey we've got a billing platform you know we've got a provisioning engine you know we can we can quote you in less than an hour you know all those sorts of things it's not about that i mean part of it's about that right let's be clear but actually it's the helping bit it's the how do we take all of this information from microsoft Turn it into the stuff that is most important to you and then help you make it real and get you on that journey of enablement to get your first designation or in on the journey to get an advanced specialisation. I think the smartest internet providers, and I know you guys do a good job of this at Arrow, right, that you take those partners on that journey because in just the same way that a customer can move CSP, you know, that the, the uh, reseller resellers can move between indirect providers. And so knowing they're going to get invested in and it's gonna you know they're gonna get that that skills, that commercial label that technical support, it that in itself at the channel level, that drives stickiness. That drives relationships. Um and I think that's it that's that's what you've got to look for. Like you know, if you're a reseller, you've got to be asking like at, you know, am I getting the best out of my um my indirect provider? As I said, I know you guys do a strong job on this. You've also got a great platform and everything else as well. But um it's more important than ever to be asking that question i would say on the flip side of it when you're the the reseller is you've got to ask you don't have to do all of this stuff on your own you can raise the hand and say look i want to i want to go and build this Or i i see my customers have this opportunity that i could solve but i can't quite get there today hey can you help me you know can you help yeah. me with some enablement can you help me with some technical sales or whatever it might be right Yeah, you know, i think you sometimes also got to you got ask for it as well as as know that it's uh, being given to you
0: yeah no and then d- distilling it down is 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 what what we need to do and and yeah absolutely um, from a from a reseller partner perspective if there's an area that you're not competent in or don't feel comfortable in raise the hand we we can support in enablement um we we did a session recently on, on azure specifically we can then look at a p2p motion so a partner to partner motion in in the arrow authorized partner program and, and we've got an abundance of partners that are some of those msp experts and uh, advanced specialist partners that can assist in, in certain areas and and you can learn from them as well it's it, the beauty of where we are and, and how we can help is that, that There's never – the answer should always be yes. Um, Your comment made me laugh about um, an hour to provision something. That would be really worrying if it was an hour to provision something on Aerosphere. Just as an FYI, James, I think it's minutes, but um, (laughs) if not seconds, if they're they're an existing partner with uh, an existing order, an existing customer relationship. But, yeah, there is – there is a lot that we can provide, and there's a lot of opportunity out there um, in the subject we've been talking about. Um, but if if you don't feel confident in an area or don't feel competent in it, then yeah, raise your hand, and and our job is to assist. And you know, we can do that. It's not just yeah, as James called it, a billing platform. That that's one component. There's a whole heap of other stuff that we can provide um, to to the ecosystem as well. Cool. Okay. Well. James, really appreciate your time. Um, always good to catch up with you and, and see what's going on. I feel like we could have g- gone in so many different conversations there. And probably oh, yeah, couldn't... I
1: could go all day. <laughs> I
0: know. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, well, appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks everyone, for listening. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll speak to you all soon.